Okay, let's continue weiter. So we are coming up with different eitzes regarding how to, not different, but a different way of looking. And as we talked about last time, we're talking about reframing our approach to the events that are happening in our lives. So we talked about last time um, three, essentially three different approaches um, in terms of what is happening in an what appears to be a negative way. We talked about the approach of Igeras Achuva, which is that uh, this is going to, so to speak, save me from Gehenim. Right? This difficulty, God forbid, that a person is experiencing, I'm experiencing it, God forbid, a person says to himself, but because of this, I'm not going to have to deal with, uh, you know, a million miles of pain in Gehenim. We said maybe on the totem pole, if we were going to count, that might be on a lower level. We talked about the idea of Rabbi Akiva. We talked about the concept of, right, that this, whatever Hashem does, is for the good. That we're looking at this event as being a negative event. Negative event. However, something positive is going to come out of it, right? When the lion eats my donkey, I'm not excited. I'm not happy about that, right? But the bottom line is, is that the next day when the, when the Roman soldiers are going to come, we're not going to be found. And therefore, it was great that the lion ate my donkey. Third way of looking at it is the way that we're looking at it here. This is the way of Gamzu Lutaibo, the idea of Nachamish Gamzu. Completely different manner in terms of Adrab. The event itself is for the good. So the question is, how do we get to such a state? Like, where, where, like, where does that come from? Like, how, how, how can we get there? So let's let's read a little bit inside. So he says like this. We're uh, from the from the beginning of the next paragraph. Um, the Pirush Begemara. Let's start. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, one, two, three, four. Four lines down from the beginning of that paragraph. It says like this. The Pirush Begemara. The Kibula B'Simcha Kamo Simcha Satayva and Niglas Veniris. Because this is really for the good. It's just that it cannot be seen with my fleshly eyes or anyone else's fleshly eyes. Why? So here, the Rebbe is putting the world basically into two parts. You have Alma Diskasia, which is the hidden world, and Alma Galia. Now, Almed is Gali is the world that we're living in, the revealed world. What we see is what we get. Everything that appears to be the way it is, is the way it is. From my enebasa, from my fleshly eyes, I see the world from a certain perspective. That is the perspective that whatever is, so to speak, in my physical eyes of what appears to be good, that makes sense, it's good, right? Anything that appears to be not good, it's not good. Very straightforward. That's, a, that's the way it is. That's the way, that's the Alma Disgalia. Alma Disgalia, however, what we're saying is this is the concealed world. Now, what does it mean, the concealed world? It means we're talking about a completely different level of the Abishter. The Abishter, so to speak, on a higher level. Now, what does it mean, higher or lower level? That in and of itself doesn't make any sense because... We know the Abishter is as much here as in any other world, right? So why are you saying that this is a lower level, this is a higher level? So the answer to that question is 
that when, so to speak, the light is much greater, when there is more of a revelation of Hashem, we're going to call that higher. Because there's more of a recognition of the Abishter. Lower is more of a concealment of Hashem. So, in essence, you can't really say that higher and lower are the way we put it, like let's say you're on a totem pole, right? Or a ladder, right? That that really makes sense. Because in essence, it doesn't make sense. In essence, you can't really say higher or lower. There is no such thing as higher or lower. So we have to recognize first and foremost in our brains that higher does not mean higher and lower does not mean lower. Higher does not mean more Hashem and lower means less Hashem. That's not what it means. So this is one of the common misconceptions that even though we know intellectually that that's not true, but that's how we look at things. What we have to say instead is higher is greater revelation, lower is lesser revelation. Okay? Greater revelation means there's a certain, so, so to speak, closeness. Right? In other words, when you meet a stranger, let's talk about a muscle of a person. When you meet a stranger in the street, can you be standing right next to him? Of course you can. You can stand right next to him. But you don't know anything about this person. You can say, hi, my name is uh, you know, John Doe. And you know, I live in Timbuktu. And I'm 50 years old. And, uh, you know, and I'm married and I have three kids, whatever. Okay, so you have a very, very superficial understanding of who this person is. Right? On the other hand... Once he begins revealing more about himself to me and we start to see the different things that we have in common, all of a sudden I feel a closeness to him. Now in terms of my standing with him, I'm standing at the same distance. But as he starts to reveal, so to speak, more about himself and he asks me more about myself and we start to make all these connections... The physical place has not changed. But I feel in myself a closeness to this person because he's revealing more about who, who am I standing in front of? Who is this person? He's not just a guy with a, you know, with a, with a white beard and a, that's it. He all of a sudden becomes a person. The person becomes a real-life entity that he went, uh, you know, he was born in this place and he's living in this place and he has a job in this place and he went through this trauma and he went through this great point and he went through this and he went through that and, and, and all of a sudden, I, I now am becoming closer and closer to this person. The more that he reveals of himself to me and the more he wants to hear about me and I reveal to him, the more, again, I feel this closeness. In terms of positioning, in terms of what we see with our own two eyes, there is no change. But my closeness is becoming more evident as there's a greater revelation. Are you following the muscle, right? With Hashem, in a certain sense, it's a similar idea. So we are never going to become, so to speak, physically closer to Hashem. Because Hashem is right here, right now. He's absolutely in my vicinity right now. I mean, he's everything. There's no change. However, 
what there is is that there could be a greater revelation of Hashem and as Hashem rev- reveals himself more so to speak there is a closeness that could be developed and that closeness develops what we call what we're calling a relationship so now when we say the upper worlds as opposed to the lower worlds right what we're essentially talking about is there a greater expression of Hashem or is there less of an expression of Hashem? That's what we're referring to now. So all of a sudden what we're saying is let's look at this event from a different angle. And that's where we're going to go with this. Begashmias, this is Yisurim. This is difficult. This is a hard situation. No one is going to argue with that. However, the, what the Alter Rebbe wants to reframe in our minds is Beruchnius. How do we look at this situation? And that's the direction that he wants us to go in with our brains. That really, in essence, Hashem is in charge of everything that's happening. Every single moment of my day. We've already discussed this very, you know, many times in Tanya by this point of time. However, the question is, what is Hashem's closeness to me? What is his revelation of himself to me? And what the Alter Rebbe is now going to introduce us to is that in, in, in actuality, what appears to be bad, Mitzad de Gashmias, really is a concept of goodness Mitzad, my relationship to Hashem, which is the most important thing. And that's the reframing that he wants us to go to. Now, does that make it easy? No, it does not make it easy. Does it take away the difficulty of the event? I don't think so. However, what it's going to do is it's going to take away the sadness from my experience or from a person's experience of the event. That's where, that's where we're going with this. Okay? So by understanding what's really happening here is what Hashem is doing is He's opening Himself up to us in a tremendous, vivid way. But He can't because we're down in Olam Hazeh. So the only way that it's manifesting is through these difficulties, through these Yisurim. But what's really happening, Bepnimius, is it's really just Hashem wanting to say, I want you, I love you, I care for you, I want to express myself to you, I want to have a relationship with you, I want to be close to you. And when I approach it from that angle, it's, it's a very different way of approaching life. And that's what the Alter Rebbe is trying to bring here. So let's look at it in the words. So he says like this, because really this event is being perpetuated from Alma Dizgasia, which is much higher than the world that we're living in. Because Alma Dizgali Shahu Vavke Mishem Havaya Baruchu. Because in the Shem Havaya there's two main parts. There's the Yudke and then there's the Vavke. The Vavke is obviously a lower level. It's the Midos, Malchus, right? It's, it's coming down, it's being expressed out. And in the expression outward, right, 
thereby it is on a lower level in terms of connection to the etzim. But Alma Disgasia Uyudke. On the other hand, if we're splitting it in half, the Alma Disgasia, the hidden world, is coming from the Yudke. It's coming from the Chachma, the Bina, from the Pnimius of Hashem. So now that's what he says. That's why the Pasuk says, Ashrei HaGever Asher Teasrenu Ka. And he says, Yudke, right? Meaning what? Meaning that happy is the person that is being afflicted by the letter Yudke. Because Mitzad life down here in this world, it is affliction. It is hard. It's not what we signed up for, so to speak. On the other hand, what the Alter Rebbe is demanding of me is, how do I see the panemius of what's happening here? How do I look at it? This is Asher Yagever, though. Asher Yagever, happy is the person. Yeah, but he's afflicted because it's the first letters. What? Right, that he's being afflicted because the point is, is that mitzad the Gashmi sticker world, it is an affliction. No one is saying that this is not an affliction. No one's saying that this is a walk in the park. This is a difficulty. The point that the Alter Rebbe is bringing here when it says Gamzu Latoiva is that when Nochem Ish Gamzu, right, when he brought the, the dirt to the king, no one is saying that that is a, you know, on, the, on surface value, this is an amazing event that's happening here. It's not like he's winning the gold medal here, right? This is not, this is not he's not up on the, you know, center podium here, right? This is terrible. What a disaster. But the point is, is that can we see within this disaster what's the pnimius? That's what the Alter Rebbe is demanding of us. So no one's saying it's not a disaster, Bagashmius. It is a disaster, Bagashmius. But for whatever reason, the Alter Rebbe is saying that really this disaster that we are experiencing, Bagashmius, is actually... Hashem's closeness, Baruchnius. How come it's manifesting in this way? Because it's coming from the letters Yudke. Because it's coming from such a high level, it can't come out in any other way. Remember the muscle that I gave the other day of the teacher and the student. When the teacher wants to teach the student and he wants to give it over in the way that the student's going to understand it, he has to limit tremendously the words that he's using to limit the, the, the intellect that's really there. Because if he would give over to the student the way the teacher understands it, the student's just going to be blown away. So he gives it like, a, like in baby talk to the student, so that way the student can understand a little. Imagine that he wants to really be close to this. And let me tell you, let me, let me explain to you like what, the way it really is. And he goes off. The student's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Because it's not shaykh for the student to be able to understand. But Mitzad, the, the, the emotion, so to speak, of the teacher, when he wants to really like, share with the student what he really, he, like, he can't control himself. He just like, wants to, oh, let me tell you, da, 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 like the most amazing secrets. Right? Like that's the story of, remember the whole Masicha from, um, from Purim. Rav and Rabzeira. Everyone knows the Masicha, right? With how Rav got up and shechted Rabzeira. Right? The, the same concept, the same concept. What happened there? Rabbi wanted to mamish share with Reb Zeira. He wanted to give him everything. That was the whole idea. He said, what, what can I give you that's everything? Here, let me explain. 
uh, it was too much for Rabbi Zeiris Kalim. He had to go. He, he his soul left his body, right? But so what happened over there? What happened over there is a similar idea that there was no way to limit that light. If he would have limited the light, then it wouldn't be the light that it, that, that the way it was. And so he blasted out the light. When he blasted out the light, right? So then Reb Zeru couldn't take it. He just... Uh... So on the, on the surface, what are we talking about? On the surface, we're talking about a negative event, you could say. He passed away. He died. What could be more negative than that? On the other hand, it was the greatest gift. It was giving him elokus, mamish. So his neshama was jumping out of its body. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's a similar concept, what he's trying to say here. The greatness, the goodness of Hashem, the ultimate light of Hashem, cannot manifest down here in winning a lottery. It's not going to be that way. How can it exist in what what we are experiencing as negativity? That's how it can exist down here. Now, I mentioned this the other day. I don't remember if I mentioned it in class or in the Fabrengan. So why aren't we asking for negative things to happen? Every morning we say, right, we're begging Hashem that we shouldn't be challenged with Nisiyonis. It seems the punkfarkert of what we're talking about. We're talking about that, that the Adarab, Nisiyonis means the Abishra loves me. It means he wants to share his closeness to me. That's what I should be wanting. And yet we're saying every morning, please, God, don't give this to me. <laughs> please, anything but, you know. It's a stira. So it's not a stira. The reason why is because we're not in this world for ourselves. We're in this world to serve the Abishter. And in order to serve the Abishter, we need to do Torah and mitzvahs. And when, God forbid, a Nisayan happens to us, it bumps us off of our marker. And we're not able to really do the Torah mitzvahs the way we're supposed to do it. Not because I, as a person, I want, you know, the luxury apartment and da 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 that's not, the, that's not the concept here. The concept is very far from that. The concept is, I want to fulfill my mission of my neshama down here in this world. And when Hashem sends me in Nisayan, I, 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 can't, I can't think straight. I can't learn Torah. I can't do mitzvahs. I can't do anything. I'm totally out of, out of whack. I'm freaking out completely in life. That's not why my neshama was sent down to this world. So I'm begging Hashem, let me do my job. It's like if you can imagine, uh, you know, a person that's on the job, he was, given a, he was given a specific project to be done by the boss. And so he needs to finish the project. And instead the boss is coming over. Oh, let me tell you this story. Let me tell you this story. Let's go out for a drink. You know, let's, let's, you know. I'm like, please. You know, boss, I have to finish the project. If you don't give me time to finish, if you're going to continue talking to me, oh, but I want to tell you this thing. It's the boss wanting to become close to the to the to the employee. But on the other hand, he, he has a deadline. He needs to finish it by ten o'clock. If I don't finish it by ten o'clock, you know, the, the, we're going to lose this. We're going to lose this deal. Oh, but just let me tell you one more story. Yeah. So on the one hand, it's a closeness that the boss wants with the with the uh, with the employee. But he's not allowing the employee to do what he needs to do. 
for the benefit of, right, of who? Of the boss, <laughs> right? It's a different way of looking at things. So it's a little bit, it's, it's quite different from the Igeris Chuva model. It's quite different from the Rabbi Akiva model. It's not saying that this event is a good event from my perspective. It's a bad event. But it's taking away the negative emotions. In other words, there's two things that we're talking about here. There's the event and there's the way I am going to relate to this event. And it's sort of splitting it in half. And it's trying to show us that no one's saying that the lion eating the donkey was a positive thing on the surface. Right? But on the other hand, if I know that the lion eating the donkey is Hashem, then I have to say somewhere it is a positive. It is a positive. It's not a positive. It's just it's it's a closeness of Hashem to me. Ashrei Hagever to Yisrenuka means that happy is the person that he is being afflicted by Hashem, that Hashem, that the boss is showing up in my office to to have another conversation with me and to have a drink with me and to but it's not allowing me to do my job. It's true. But this is this is the way it is. So it's 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 not in a certain way, it's not satisfactory, this entire uh, way of looking at things yet, in my mind. But it's a beginning of a change of perspective. And to recognizing what is really the, like, what, at the end of the day, what, what is it that's happening here? It's not Hashem moving away from me. It's Hashem moving closer to me. And most of the time when we see these types of difficulties that happen in a person's life that none of us should ever experience, and it's always like, Hashem, why are you moving so far away from me? Why are you punishing me? Why are you doing this to me? Why are you, uh, and it's like a very, it's a, and it brings along a, we could even say a sadness, that why is this happening to me? Why is this? And instead, what the Rebbe is saying here is really, it's not, let's, let's remove that sadness and, and exchange it with a truer understanding of what's really happening. Hey guys, gotta stop.